This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 3rd, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And don't forget, on Wednesday, April the 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. GameStrat will be holding a live demo. If you attend, you will be eligible for up to $200 off on GameStrat. Go to GameStrat.com to learn more. All right, we're all cooped up. We're all tired of being in. I just washed all the pollen off of my car. And on today's podcast, I need a little home cooking. So I'm going to uh, bring in my friend here who's never been on the podcast. So you're going to enjoy this guy. He's one of the best high school sports reporters, anchors in the country. And uh, happy to say that uh, I had a hand in some of his upbringing. His name is Dave Lesko. He works at WFMZ-TV in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It's uh, better known as Channel 69. And he was there when the big ticket began, which you've heard me talk about over the last decade here. Uh, I believe the best high school football highlight show in the country, and Dave has been carrying the mantle since I left some 20 years ago. We passed our 25th, uh, I guess, two years ago now. But Dave's on the line because I wanted to talk to some of these local guys out there who uh, make a living out of doing really great coverage for high school sports. Not just football, but but high school sports in general. And the Lehigh Valley has some of the best high school sports. Not just football. I mean, I'll even go to field hockey and, and beyond. But uh, anyway, Dave's on the line because he's got a little downtime right now, but I want to know how he's filling the this time and what he's doing. So welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Jeff. And I, I owe my whole career basically to you that we, we know each other now for 20, what is it? 27 years, I believe. No, so I know you start longer. adding. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I know you like more than half my life. So yeah, you're like my big brother that I never had. And, uh, and you, you too. It's been pretty interesting here for the last three weeks. I mean, it, we kind of knew that this was coming. It was around the corner. Um, but it seems like it's been a lot longer than three weeks. And uh, what we're doing is we're just trying to go out and get as many, you know, stories as that we can. I mean, a lot of it's repetitive. A lot of it's, you know, the coaches obviously knowing that, you know, it's it's necessary for everybody to be safe and be careful and, you know, to stay away from things and, the, and to try to flatten the curve and, and, you know, not be out and about and they understand why, you know, this, the schools are out and why, you know, seasons have been either postponed or canceled. Um, but they obviously, you know, for the spring sports that really didn't start yet, you know, they're obviously holding out hope that, you know, maybe they'll be able to do something at the end of May. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's wishful thinking or not, but they're, they are, you know, obviously upset for their kids that, you know, put the hard work into it. And especially their seniors that, you know, yeah. are, are, you know, some, some guys or, or girls are, you know, going to be wrapping up their, their scholastic career. And, and a lot of them don't, you know, end up playing, you know, once they enter college. Yeah. It's very, very sad. Talking to Dave Lesko, my good friend, uh, longtime compatriot, and uh, he's still at uh, WFMZ, and I don't mean still in that way, but Dave, you know, I was thinking about this, dude. You must, it's got to be a record, right? Because I don't want to brag about where we're from, right? But let's let's think about the people that came before us. There's a Rich Lerner on the Golf Channel. There's Trey Wingo at ESPN. Uh, tell the listeners around the, the nation a little bit about some of the history there. I think it's better coming out of your mouth than mine, because you've got a be- better memory than I do. Yeah, well, I know I, you know, I was back in, I guess, grade school yet, or at least junior high school when Rich Lerner was around. And then, uh, you know, I think Trey Wingle came here for a year. And then I believe it was, uh, you know, our, our good buddy Jim Brinson was here for two years when I was an intern, uh, 
at Temple University, I, I was an intern here his last year, and, and Doug Wright was the, the weekend guy, and then uh, Doug obviously you know moved up, and you got the weekend job, and then that's kind of when you and my friendship uh, kind of blossomed there, and took me under your wing, and you know then Doug ended up leaving a couple years later, and I ventured down to, to Philadelphia when Comcast Sportsnet started out, and I was there for a year, and then I came back, and you were the sports director, and. Uh, I've been back ever since. So it's been, you know, 1998. So we're going on 22 years here since I've been back and started as an intern in 1993. So yeah, do the math. I've been there for, you know, basically for 26 years or 26 out of the last 27. Dude, you're killing me. I try to hide my age on this thing. Uh, People are adding. Now they're Googling. (laughs) <laughs> I, well, the, the good thing—the good thing for me is people. People say I'm kind of like a like a reincarnation of Dick Clark. I mean, I, I got a little bit of, of you know salt, and a, more, a little bit more salt coming in with the pepper in the hair, but I basically look the same that I did, you know, in the past. But that's the weird thing. Like with with everything that's not going on right now, we're starting to go back. And uh, we're calling it, you know, back in the vault, and we're bringing back old packages, uh, you know, from from you know different feature stuff and, and th- different things, and most of the stuff the stuff that I did because I've been been there for you know twenty plus years. But you know, I'm going back, and I'm not trying to you know toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm going back like five, six, ten years, twelve years, and I'm looking, I'm like, boy, I, I kind of look the same. I don't really look that different. Lost <laughs> well, a few pounds in the, in the process, but outside of that, I look pretty much the same. Yeah, you do. But I, I, I got to ask you the biggest question because we're all going to have to deal with this. Although Trish. Can't can cut my hair and has in the past. I know you like your haircuts. You got to be very well coiffed. What are you going to do? I don't know. That is a good question. It is one that has actually cropped up in my mind. I mean, I, the last haircut that I got was, uh, you know, I didn't want to go on, on Friday the 13th in March. So I ended up moving it to the 12th. <laughs> so I went Thursday the 12th and I'm, I'm due to go, um, on next Thursday the ninth, and my good friend Melinda, who owns the the barbershop that uh, or the salon that we we use WFMZ, uh, you know they obviously are, are not open right now. Um, so I don't know exactly what I'm I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to call her up and see if she could come to my place, or if I could go to her place, or if I'm going to have to try to you know use my razor and kind of you know do something <laughs> by myself. But I, I don't know. I, Maybe extra gel, you know, for for another month or something. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to see Shaggy Dave. That's what I want to see. Dave Lesko's yeah. on the line with me. Yeah, he, I might, I might, it might, that might be my 70s look. That, you know, I didn't, you know, when I was in seventh and eighth, you know, sixth, fifth, fourth, fifth grade, maybe. <laughs> Talking to Dave Lesko from Channel 69 WFMZ, the big ticket in Allentown, Pennsylvania, a long dear friend of mine, and uh, yeah, just reached out this morning to see how things were going. I actually look back at my last text to you back on on uh, March nine. And, and I said, uh, something about basketball almost over. You can rest because Dave works his butt off between August and, and, and you know, sometime in April. And I was like, oh, you're finally going to get your break. And you said, oh, yeah, two more weeks. Well, that's a long two weeks at this point. But um, you, you, you talked about, you know, going back to the 70s and all that. As you go back into the, the archives, and I'm not just talking football here. So I just want to know, what, what do you find it as you go back? I mean, 25 years is a long time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really, you know, I mean, we just kind of started, you know, scratched the surface. I mean, the first uh, thing he ran yesterday, Dan ran yesterday, was my package from the Alumni Classic uh, for the 2012 Winter Classic, the Flyers and the Rangers, all the old-time Broad Street Bullies took on the old-time Rangers on New Year's Eve 2011. So I went down there for that, and I did that. Um, You know, I guess we just kind of started looking back, going back and, and looking to see, you know, how many different feature packages is we have and or that I have. And I mean, it's it, you know, over, over that amount of time, believe me, there's a lot of different things 
that are coming up like, man, yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. So there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think the next one we're going to do is um, next week uh, when Ryan Sandberg, my good buddy, was the manager of the Iron Fist, <laughs> to ride up to uh, Cooperstown for the Hall of Fame. And it was a, kind of a neat experience that his team got a chance to – some of the, a lot of the players didn't even, have never been to Cooperstown before. And we ended up going up. I followed them up. I got there, actually got there before them. They were going to Pawtucket, and they made a pit stop there, uh, you know, on a day off. And I followed them around, you know, in the Hall of Fame. And uh, that was back in 2012, I think. And uh, it was a fun time, and I got back to, to watching it again. It was like, yeah, it was, I, I kind of remember that. We're going to do another one on uh, the day after Easter, April 13th. I did a story with Harry Callis, the late, late great Harry, Harry Callis, uh, when he went into the, the Hall of Fame in 2002 with the Harry, uh, the 4th Frick Award. And I ended up watching that, and I got teary-eyed because, you know, unfortunately, oh, yeah. Harry's, you know, no longer with us, and it's it's going to be 11 years. So I kind of talked to Dan today, actually, about it, and uh, I thought it would be uh, appropriate that, you know, we run it on, you know, the anniversary of his passing. So it's, you know, fans of Harry Callis, or you know, they're not just in Philadelphia; they're in, in the Lehigh Valley; they're all over the world. And uh, it was it was a special package. It was a it was a great time. He was a great guy. Uh, you know, a little guy from Allentown here, you know, and, and he said, yeah, we could do that. That's fine. No problem. And it was great. And, you know, I, I was a big Larry Boa fan growing up and Larry was my, uh, you know, my idol. And, you know, he was the manager at the time and I ended up, you know, going down on the field at the vet, you know, pregame. And I talked to Larry, he's like, Hey, I'm doing something on Harry. Would you mind if I, you know, talk to you a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure. He sat down in the, here I'm sitting down in the dugout with Larry Boa. <laughs> if I would have been eight years old, I would have been, I would have been crazy. It's like, Oh my God, I'm sitting here with Larry Boa, but he was great. And he talked about, you know, how he came up with actually the, you know, Harry's signature call out of here. He was watching, you know, batting practice the one day and Craig Luzinski hit one, one of his mammoth shots and Harry was there and, and Larry says, man, that ball's out of here, you know, and Harry was there. He, he picked it up and <laughs> that's what he ended up using the rest of his career. He borrowed it just for a, for a yeah, hall of fame career. Dave Lesko, my number 10 yeah. <laughs> good friend on the line, Dave Lesko. And we're not sure where, where this is all going here tonight, folks, but I think we're going to have some fun as we, as we get through this, we're about halfway through Dave, in case you're having to do something special right now, he's doing this actually. No, we're good. I didn't even schedule this with him. I just called him up to talk, and I said, hey, we're going to do this. And I just plugged it into the old computer here, and, and away we go. Um, uh, so I'm not sure. We're going to bounce back and forth between kind of our life and working together, and, and we're going to do a little bit more high school sports, too, since we are High School Football America. But but you made me think of a couple of things by uh, by announcing Harry there. A, uh, our good friend, who you mentioned was the sports director before me, Doug Wright. Uh, he, I believe, roomed with Harry's son, Todd, in, in, in college, right? And and then, and then yeah, I'm, and Syracuse. Yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna have you meld this all together because I think you were there for this when Terry Francona was named as the new manager of the Phillies. Am I right or wrong about that? Again, you got the memory, not me. I'm the old guy that had a stroke six years ago. Yeah, I, I think I was. I think I was there with Terry. I know he was there opening day. I can't remember. I mean, that's going back to 1997, I guess. Okay. Or 97. Was after 96 when, when the Phils fired Jim Fergosi. But, yeah, I, I, I might have been there. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up, because I was going to brag for a second, but I was going to let you brag for me, because I remember there we – so, folks, you got you got to picture this, right? We're, we're in Allentown, 50 miles or so, give or take, north of Philadelphia, and uh, we're not the hometown television station, if you will. But for some reason, somehow, after he was announced as the manager that day, he came into the locker to do, locker room to do the one-on-ones, and I got him first. 
And to this day, I think everybody in Philadelphia, if they were to remember that moment, would be aggravated because I think they were on a deadline for like noon shows or something. But I thought you were there for that. Well, anyway, I don't I don't remember if I was there for that one. And I think I was still working, working for Doug at that point. But my, I might have been there. I don't I don't know. I can't I can't honestly remember. There's been so many things that you and I have gone to and have covered in the past. They all kind of blend together after a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, here, here uh, you know what? I, this, is, this is my gift. To, this is my COVID-19 gift to you, Dave. So for, for years, folks, Dave and I have had an inside joke. Uh, it's not a joke I really appreciate, but I allow him to tell it. It, it happens more and more uh, as we get older, I think, uh, just because he remembers it. I'm trying to forget it. But um, I would love for you to explain that maybe I wasn't the greatest journalist each and every day I got out of bed. There was one moment, I believe, at a, uh, an Eagles training camp at Lehigh University. You want to take it from there? You want to hit that softball and make fun of me? Yeah. Well, it was, it was back in, in 1994. I just had graduated from, from Temple University. University and uh, you know you decided to take me down. It was you, me, and, and I believe our our, our friend uh, Tom Artisan was our photographer, and we went down to Westchester where the Eagles were holding a training camp, and we practice ended, and we were getting interviews, and I was still trying to you know make a tape for myself and you know do a shoot a stand up and, and get get the sound and, and get, you know put a package together so hopefully maybe our news director would hire me or at least let me do some stuff or do something for the big ticket and. Uh, we were getting players on the field and uh, we ended up getting this, this fellow and uh, you uh, interviewed him and he was, was cordial and it was, you know, a bunch of guys around and we, we got him and he was great and he was done. And uh, you turned to me and you said, who's that? <laughs> and I says, well, Jeff, that's uh, Eric Allen, all pro cornerback. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> and uh, since then that's, that's kind of been the running joke. Um, you know, I, was down at, uh, you know, and it was alumni day a few years back and Eric Allen was roaming the sidelines. So I took a, took a shot of him. You know, I took a picture on my, on my camera phone and I sent it to you and I said, here's, here's Eric Allen. He says, hello. And uh-huh. then uh, of course it's a, at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, I'm, I'm out in, in Minneapolis. I'm at the mall of America and, and you know, there's, there's millions of people around walking around and who's, who do I see walking past me? the one and only Eric Allen. So he's there and he's there with his, his wife or his girlfriend. And, and, and I couldn't help myself. I had to stop him. I said, EA, EA, Hey, I said, look, I said, this is a big, big deal here. I said, you know, big fan of yours guy that I was, you know, working with, you know, back when I just got in this business, he said, we went down to Westchester and, and like, he didn't know who you were. And it's the big, I've been, been busting on him ever since. I said, can we take a picture? Absolutely. He was laughing. And we, we, we put arms around each other. His wife and girlfriend took the picture and I sent it to you. And I'm like, oh, that was going to be your, your new Christmas card. <laughs> and I do have the picture. I'll probably put it up on the story on high school. And, football that's, and, that's, and that's, that's 1994. This is 2020 and it's still going yeah. strong. It yeah. still has legs. Jeff. Yeah. Th- thank you very much for that. And by the way, I got a, I got one little piece of defense. He did not have a jersey on. There was no number, and sometimes helmets get in the way of you knowing who they are. But Dave was right, and I, I've I've deserved to uh, have my uh, you know what handed to me over the last quarter of a century, I guess. So, yeah. what, what, so maybe when I die, maybe maybe when I die, maybe when I die, I'll live it down. <laughs> When that the when that the case is wherever you're buried, I'll make sure to get a little Eric Allen football <laughs> card and I'll I'll put it on your on your tombstone there for you. Oh, I love you too, Dave. Dave Lesker, <laughs> WFMZ TV. Uh, I say this uh, because not because he's my friend and he's on the line here, but I have told him this, you know, away from it when we're having a drink or a little beer here or there. Um, 
one of the best. I mean, he is so well-respected in my hometown. I mean, I keep in touch, as everyone knows, with uh, with the Lehigh Valley, but everybody loves Dave, and Dave does a great job. And what I wanted to, to, to kind of get off our little jokes here a little bit, um, I, I, I always, you know, try to explain the Lehigh Valley and the sports scene, you know, through my eyes, which, again, are 59 years old for people that are still trying to add up my age. But I wanted you to give a description of, of how you see it, because not only have you been there that long, you're there that long because you love it. You live it. You're part of it. I mean, you're part of the Lehigh Valley sports culture. But what does the Lehigh Valley have that have that that maybe the rest of the country does not have? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 tough to say because I'm, I haven't really been out of, other than going to Philadelphia. I haven't been really been out of the Lehigh Valley, so I just kind of know how it works here. Um, but you know, people around here love their high school sports, and and the, the good thing about you know, where we are, we're, you know, only an hour away from Philadelphia. So I, I get kind of the best of both worlds. I get, you mm-hmm. know, I get an opportunity to go down and, and cover the Flyers and cover the Phillies and cover the Eagles and, and you know, cover the Sixers a little bit um, and, and get some pro stuff and get some of the big five colleges and big time college, you know, football and basketball. But, uh, you know, and the, it's nice to kind of come back and, and do stuff with, you know, high school athletes and high school coaches that you've been able to, you know, have a relationship with for so many years. And a lot of these coaches, uh, you know, Doug Snyder, the, the William Allen boys basketball coach, he, you know, he retired and he had a, you know, it was a tough, tough season for him at the end because his mother and his father unfortunately passed away within mm-hmm. three days of each other. And he knew it was, this was going to be his last uh, year because he wants to retire and spend more time with his wife. And he, it's going to be a great loss for William Allen, uh, not only the basketball team, but the, the school district, you know, not yeah. to have a guy of that stature around. And you, you realize, you know, the, you cover these guys and you, you cover these athletes and years later, you know, they come back to you and, you, and you know, you, you know how it is, Jeff, you, you, you talk to this kid, you talk to that kid, you talk to so many kids, like sometimes you, they'll come up to you and they're like, do you remember me? You used to interview, you interviewed me. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes you remember exactly who it is. Sometimes yeah. you're like, God, I, I sort of remember you. Like you sort of look familiar. I can't remember your name and you feel bad, but they're all excited that it's like, Hey, you put me on TV. You made me feel good. You covered me. You shot my home run. You shot my touchdown. You did this. You did that. And a lot of people really tune in, especially for the big ticket, obviously is a big deal, but people tune in and they, they, you know, I have people coming up to me all the time. I, you know, might be in the Walmart, you know, and I, I don't wear the, you know, the logo to the stuff. I kind of, go under, try to go under the radar and people, you know, people either come up to me a lot of times or they'll, you know, they'll be with their spouse and they'll be like, hey, that's Steve <laughs> you know, I get that all the time, but they, they kind of know who I am because I'm out, out and about all the time. They're, since this coronavirus thing broke, people, anytime I see somebody in the store, which I try not to go to too often, I just try to shop for my mother, but um, they're like, you know, God, what, you know, what are you doing now? It's like, there's no sports and no nothing. I'm like, I know it's tough. It's difficult. Everybody's in the same boat. Obviously everybody wants to be safe, but it's like, Oh my God, we don't have a spring season. We don't have major league baseball. We don't have minor league baseball. We don't have high school baseball. We don't have high school, you know, softball, lacrosse is turning is, is big now. We don't have that. So it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's trying times, but people love their high school sports around here. And, and especially where we're at, we have, you know, a man's field hockey. It's not just football. We have team like that that you know has constant you know state championships if they don't win it they're 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 right there towards the end we have you know high school wrestling is a big this is a big hotbed for that 
Uh, you know, people are crazy about the wrestling. So it's it, it's not just one sport. It's not just football. Football is probably the best and probably the biggest, I should say. But you know, anything with a ball up here, it's it's, it's pretty. Uh, you know, people love to watch it. It is the best place. Dave Lesko on the line, and you're you get to go do some New York stuff too. We're not that far out of New York. Uh, let's let's play a couple of games here. Uh, and this doesn't have to be what you're finding as you go back through the tapes for your for your throwback type pieces and all that, but. Um, uh, favorite, we're just going to stay high school now, fi- uh, football. Favorite high school football game ever that you have been there, whether you're reporting on it or you just happen to be there on the sidelines enjoying it? Well, you have one of those in the Lehigh Valley? Man, that's tough because there's been so many. And like you said, 20, 25, 26 years now. And, you know, hopefully there's a 27th we don't know yet. I mean, I know one that stands out. Yeah, and, and I believe you were. I believe you were with me. Um, it was the Eastern? I think it was the Eastern semifinal back in ninety. Might have been ninety eight or ninety nine, and CB West came up to play Bethlehem Catholic, mm-hmm. and they played over at. Um, I think Lehigh over at Goodman. Lehigh yeah. over at Goodman Stadium. Yeah, and obviously they don't have any lights there, but I mean for uh, you know uh, you know the way the way those teams brought people. It was, it was, they actually probably had a better crowd than they did, you know, for the Lehigh game. The next <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, I know that one stands, stands out. Um, the other ones, I mean, there's a, you know, there's, there's always games at, at uh, Cottingham that, you know, anytime you go to an Eastern game, it's always an adventure. You know, you know, you have Rover nation, you have the band playing. I mean, you know, even if the team's subpar, it's, it's an event. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to, I'm going inter- to interrupt you on that because they're redoing Cottingham, right? That that great old concrete from nineteen, what is it, twenty three or twenty four? It's going to be redone. Well, we hope there's a season, as you said. What do you think about that? I mean, that that's an institution there. That's what they say. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, that there's been talk about that going on for the last you know couple of years now, two or three years. Um, so I mean, I don't have any news to break for you. I know that they were going to you know try to redo the stadium. I, there was talk too. I don't know how real this is that they were going to put turf in. Yeah, no, I actually I can give you some I'm gonna break some news for you. A, it's gonna be ready this for this year. They're gonna leave the concrete structure outside, aluminum inside, and no turf. Everybody complained that uh, they didn't it okay. was, was kind of like a chant of no turf, no turf. So there's that. Okay. All right. So there I broke some news. You know news. who is getting turf though, Jeff? I can maybe break this for you. Okay, go ahead. Alumni Catasaqua will be getting turf. Wow. Wow. For the twenty 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 one season. You know what? That Whitehall. Cal, that, that, Cal White, pasture, that Cal pasture is going to be nice. <laughs> yes. Whitehall, and I found this out yesterday, too. Whitehall, in addition, will be getting a football a turf field on their football stadium. That's nice. And uh, for yeah. those of you don't, that don't know, that is the home of Matt Millen and Dan Coppin. Actually, I talked to mm-hmm. Matt. And, you know, that's the other thing that we should just kind of stress. I think there is that connectivity, too, because I know when I was writing or as I started to write my second book on Pennsylvania, Matt Millen has to be in it. Right. And that's when Matt actually had gone into uh, the hospital to, to await the heart transplant. And Jim Tech, our good friend from Northern Lehigh, kind of put it together. And mm-hmm. Matt, even in his hospital room, gave an interview to talk about Lehigh Valley football. And it wasn't, you know, if, if I, I really honestly believe, and I'm not bragging, if it was someone other than someone from the Lehigh Valley, I don't think he would have done that. Uh, because it was Probably a, not. It was an, and it's that connectivity that we have. Okay, uh, the best player you've ever seen uh, in the Lehigh Valley in person or anybody in the state of Pennsylvania can have that be two people? Wow, that's tough. That's tough. I mean... 
you know, obviously Saquon Barkley's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the who only, went to Whitehall? Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, dude, went for, yeah, you don't want to forget about him. The only problem with him is like I didn't see him very often because a lot of times they were running away, and I usually didn't get his games too much. So I saw I saw Saquon more at practice <laughs> than I ended up seeing him, uh, you know, during games. Um, Austin Scott at Parkland. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately his career didn't take off the way everybody kind of thought it would, and things got a little messed up at Penn State. But I mean, he was an athlete. And I remember, and before him, James Mungro. Oh, I was just going to remind you, I, I thought you were going to forget about him. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. James Mungro, East Stroudsburg, um, South Cavaliers, Purple Pit, went to Syracuse, played with the Colts. And I remember remember James Mungro because you and I went up there for his, uh, his, his signing day. Yep. When it was between Syracuse and I think it was USC and I think it was somebody else. And he went to Syracuse, and then on the way back, I got a speeding ticket. Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't, but I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember, obviously, too, you know, he got a start. Edron James uh, was hurt, and he got a start against the Eagles at the vet. And he was a one-man wrecking crew. I mean, it was the best game that he had in the NFL. And uh, it was crazy after the game. You know, and the Blue Ridge cable was down there. We were down there. The morning call was down there at the old vet. And he was there as parents were there and it was uh it was a good time it was like wow it's, you know maybe this kid's you know, and then gonna do something with his career and then unfortunately he got hurt and got kind of shortened career but mm-hmm. you know there was a, a flash there that james mungo could have been something yeah uh, and i remember at i think they made it again there, there's this weird there i think we still have it right you can play if you have a thanksgiving day game you can play three times in eight days, right? I know Easton's done mm-hmm. it a couple of times with Phillipsburg, and I remember at the end of Mungro's high school career, East Stroudsburg got deep into the playoffs, and they played three games because they used to play, you know, Stroudsburg on Thanksgiving Day, and he 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 rushed in three games for somewhere around 900 mar- yards, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to have to look that up. But it was like yeah. the, the single most incredible performance. By, I mean, literally, eight days, three games, and, and he carried a lot, you know, so that's one. So Absolutely. I, I got and one. I remember, I, Go I remember what year it was, but I remember it was, it was uh, you know, it was one of those, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah type of games that, you know, he had against Deeruff in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tosh Riddick, I don't remember how many touchdowns each, each one of them got, but it was crazy. Yeah, no, he. he I remember it was up there. Legit playing at my one of my favorite places, and this rhymes with legit. The Purple Pit. I love that place up mm-hmm. there. Just one of my favorites. So okay, I'm going to go with my best ever in the Valley, and and boy, now nah, I can't say across the country. I'm going to go with Dan Kendra. What do you think of that? Well, I actually have no comment on Dan Kendra because. You were you were in charge of the big ticket back then, and I did not attend one Dan Kendra game. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I I did not. I did never interview Dan Kendra. I never saw him play. I know Al Ganoza used to get Bethlehem Catholic every week. I was uh, that was the year I think ninety five, ninety six. I, I I you know I might as well just pitch the Cotton and Banger because I know I was up in Banger all the time, or I was going down to CD West looking for the lights. Uh, so I never saw Dan Kendra play one snap of football. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to start nicknaming you the grudge because you seem to hold them. <laughs> Dave, let's go on the line. A couple more before we wrap up here. Um, let's see. I, I know where I want to go. I just want to know how I stack this. You mentioned CB West twice. Uh, CB West uh, led by uh, the all-time great Mike 
Pettin Sr. You may know that name from the guy named Mike Pettin Jr., former mm-hmm. uh, Browns head coach, uh, Packers D.C. Uh, Dave does a lot of really good impressions. So here's my problem. If I let him tell the first impression, which would be Mike Pettin Sr., who used to scare the bejesus out of me whenever I had to go to interview him. And by the way, Mike Pettin, Dave, what, what are we talking here? Five, eight? A buck fifty-five, maybe. He he was not a, he was not a big man, okay. but he had a voice. I mean, it was the voice of God. Okay, so now and so, I and you do I remember, he intimidated me when we would go down when we would go down to see him. You know, I'd be like, nah, you know, and and then he he, he kind of warmed up a little bit to me. I think before like before he retired, <laughs> and I know I think I went down there a couple of times and, and ended up getting them by myself. But I was I was scared <laughs> going down to to talk to Mike Patton because I mean there was just an aura about the guy too. Uh-huh. You know, it was his, his voice and how he carried how he carried himself, and you know the wins that the program had, and I mean it was you know it was crazy. I remember you know just going down there and, and, and talking to him with you, and I was like, man, this this you know he was in Lombardi of high school football. Yeah, and 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 uh, two long streaks. One I think was what fifty eight straight. I think he had a forty four in there state championships. And you know when 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 his son got the the Browns job, I called him in Florida, and we talked for an hour on the podcast here. And he probably would have gone for four hours. Uh, and, and it was kind of funny because I told him that George uh, Curry was the the late George Curry was on, and, and once filled up the entire hour with about fifty seven minutes and fifty five seconds of himself. So I think Mike was trying to beat that. But anyway, back to the point. So Dave tells great impressions, but if I let him do that impression right now, no one will know it, uh, and no one will know it even when he does it. But I still like to hear because it, it makes me laugh. And you know, during COVID nineteen, I need some laughs. Uh, he does an awesome Larry Holmes, which may or may not resonate with some people. But he does do a great Mike Tyson. So I think that's where I'm going to start with you. I know you're not prepared for this. Uh, generally speaking, Dave is able to uh, do these impressions with news of the day uh, when we're when we're having a conversation uh, amongst the two of us, or if Trish is on there and listening. You know, I always. Always try to humor myself by having him do this, so he may have to clean it up just a bit because we're obviously putting this out across America to about a hundred thousand people. So, uh, what what what's going on with this COVID nineteen, uh, Mike? I guess it's, it's ludicrous, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't understand, you know, how everybody can be going outside and, and you know just just trying to keep people safe, man, and just keep them off the streets and keep them out of stores. You know, doing doing what you can do, do, keeping your keeping your distance. You know, do the do the six feet thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I don't understand like how how people can just you know go about their lives like nothing's happening. And the the people that are you know that are really getting overcome with this disease and you know it's, it's a bad thing. So you know, just try to try to take care of everybody. And you know, can we all just you know just try to get along here? And and you know, hopefully sooner than later, this will be out of here, and we'll be able to get back to our, our regular lives. Well, thank you, Mike Tyson, uh, Dave Lesko. I, I I do have one other follow up for that, if you don't mind. And you know, we're trying to bring some levity here. As I said every day when we do the podcast, it's to take our minds off the news of the day. So, Mike, I've got to ask you, um, what would happen? Has anybody gotten within six feet of you? I mean, what what would happen to that person? Well, no, see, see, I'm, I, you know, I haven't been boxing for a long time, you know, but people know me that, you know, I bit off of Van Der Veer, and I apologize for that, but that's, that's never going to go away. And, you know, they see me coming down the street, and now I have the tattoo of my, you know, everything on my, my face and stuff, so I scare people away. So people, you know, they kind of know a Mike Tyson when I am Mike walking down the street that, you know... 
keep your distance. <laughs> well, well, thank now, you, I Mike. Ended up, I, ended up meet, I ended up meeting my Iron Mike at Larry Holmes' uh, restaurant maybe like three or four years ago. I've never even heard this story. You, you, I, told you, I told you I was going to do it, and I was going to go meet him because Larry called me up and said, Mike's coming up here. He's going to, you know, the, the Santo Casino at the time, he's going to be promoting fights, like one, one, you know, a fight card a month. And, you know, I said, you invited me up. So I was like, Jeff, I'm going to see Mike Tyson tomorrow. And you're like, are you going to do your impression? I'm oh, like, are you I do crazy? Remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, remember, there's, there's a few blanks there with the stroke. Dave Lesko, WFMZ, we're wrapping up with a little bit of fun here. Um, one of the great things that, uh, that I always brag about when it comes to the Lehigh Valley, and I, I think I got the count right at three, which would be home of world champions. And back you know, before it kind of exploded as far as the population, the Lehigh Valley maybe was, eh, I don't know, six, seven hundred thousand. And in that little three city area with a lot of surrounding communities, you had Larry Holmes, world champion boxer, Mario mm-hmm. Andretti, world champion auto racer, maybe the best there ever was. And then our good, well, my good friend, your good friend too, Marty. You went to school with him, Marty Nothstein, who was a world champion cyclist, a gold medalist. So I always thought that was, you know, very, very cool. But as 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 Dave's career has has gone on, and, and as much as he didn't get to see Dan Kendra, uh, he always got the Larry Holmes interviews. And, and, and you and Larry are pretty tight. And, you know, Larry's, Larry's still in Easton, the Easton assassin. So you do a pretty good uh, Larry Holmes impression too. So uh, I guess I'm going to ask the same question uh, to, well, you know what? Here's the question, Larry. What did you think when Dave Lesko would not do his Mike Tyson impression in front of Mike Tyson? Oh, Jeff. Well, let me tell you something. That, I did not mind that Dave didn't do that impression. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm too old for me to, be, to have his back. Okay? And Mike Tyson, he whooped me. He whooped me in the ring back in 1988. I down there in Atlanta City, down in Donald Trump, the president guy. They had him down. I was down there at, at, the, at the Trump, at the, at the plaza I was in. Where was I, Diane? The PI was at the plaza. And, and, and Mike whipped me in four rounds. Now, you know, this is a long time later after that. And, I, you know, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Dave, Dave was smart enough to know that you don't mess with old Mike Tyson. Because Mike Tyson, uh, he's crazy. <laughs> uh, that is Larry Holmes slash Dave Lesko. And for those of you uh, who have not uh, recalled hearing Larry talk, that's, that's spot on. All you got to do is go back to uh, a 30-30 there on ESPN, and you'll know that Dave does it pretty well. So I guess we'll say... And you, and you kind of you you washed over the, the, the Mario, though. You know, you gotta ride. You gotta ride. That you know, you get the cars uh, you on the track there. You know, you gotta make sure that the uh, you know and the you know the the, the robber. You got the marbles. You know, the marbles in the uh, on the track there. You know, you gotta be careful there. You know, I I was uh, test driving the one car one time. You know, and they, I, I go, I hit the marble. You know, the, the track was slick. You know, and I did a 180. I came back down on the wheel. You know, I saw my life before my eyes. You can't, you know, you got to be careful with these cars, the aerodynamics and everything else. I'm glad, I'm glad Michael, you know, he got out, you know, he's not as great as racer as I am, you know. Marco, he come through, he kind of, you know, he, he got the will, he got the heart, you know, his grandfather, he just, you know, he, he don't have the tools, unfortunately, that he doesn't have as many, as many victories and, uh, you know, rising to, uh, you know, check a flag but you know i i know I, you know he tries his best and you know hopefully at some point when we, we get back to to racing the marco you know he can find his own and he can start winning some races 
Well, <laughs> I didn't expect, I've never heard your Mario, so that's very good. Folks, Dave Lesko on the line doing mm-hmm. his best, uh, Frank Gorshin. Um, I, I'm old school, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on. Hey, where'd you think I was the going Joker, with that? The Joker, right? Yeah, very yeah. good. The ri- yeah, there no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I answered too quickly. The Riddler. The Riddler. Or the Riddler. That's yeah, right. that's the Riddler right. from Riddler. Batman. So uh, we're, we're going right. to... The gonna green s- guy with the... Ex- with the, with the, with the uh, Question mark, right? Exactly. Well, it, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I knew he was green. Yeah, it's That's called right. it's called a riddle for a reason. It makes you think. There it's, you go. It's a That's question. Right. So, so, so the last one that no one will know except uh, for for me uh, is um, the big guy with the, the little guy with the big voice, Mike Pettin Senior. And I guess the question I want to ask you, Mike, is uh, you know we we know you're you're up above. Uh, you're, you're you're looking down on all of us. And 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 Mike Junior had a tough time there with the Browns. What kind of advice are you giving Mike to see if he can find himself a, a new NFL head coaching job? Well, Jeff, I, I talk to my son whenever I can, and uh, you know it was a tough time in Cleveland, but I tell him, you know, nobody wins in Cleveland. They have nothing <laughs> to worry about. You don't have to hang your head. You did the best you can. They didn't give you enough time, and you've moved on. That's in the past. You've had other jobs. You've had other opportunities. And now here you are sitting pretty in, in Green Bay, and hopefully that'll that'll take off somewhere. I know in my heart, somewhere down the line, he's going to find himself with another team and be a head coach. I'll be proud of him. Uh, Mike's, Mike Pettin Sr., a.k.a. Uh, or, or Dave Lesko, a.k.a. Mike Pettin Sr. <laughs> one, one follow-up question, Mike. Um, I, I know you've been listening in on the, on the podcast here, and you, you heard uh, Jeff and Dave both uh, mention that uh, you, you scared the bejesus out of them. Uh, how do you respond to something like that? Well, I'm just being me, Jeff. Uh, if he can't handle it, well, then, you know, I mean, these young guys, you know, they got to start somewhere. And I know he's he's improved and, and gotten better, and he's an older man now, and I'm sure if the time came. And, and as I got older, I mellowed a little bit, too. So it was probably equal. He got himself, uh, you know, a little hot spot air and, and, and kind of got, you know, some uh, – I don't know what he's looking for, but he, he got something, and, and I, I, you know – I kind of mellowed there. I had all my wins. I had my great career. I had coached great players. I had my son on my staff, and it was a great time, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, congratulations, Dave. You put me on the spot. I am. Well, I, none of this was rehearsed. What did I tell you when I started rolling? I, and I'm like, I don't know I where hear this you, is but going. you got to give me a little, with the coronavirus and everything else, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little more shallow here, you know. I, I'm kind of not ready for all of this stuff. I didn't have time to prep or anything, so. You know, so you're just somewhere down the road. We'll do it. We'll do it a little better. Maybe. Nah, you you, you did a great yeah. job. Uh, so I guess the last question, you know, this is a little bit of downtime for everybody. Like you said, you're you're kind of scrubbing through all the back tapes. But uh, uh, what are you going to be looking forward to when all this ends, when you get to go back and cover uh, what we all love, which is sports, no matter what level, whether it's uh, high school football, field hockey, wrestling, the the Iron Pigs there in the Lehigh Valley. What are you looking forward to? Well, obviously, first thing I want, you know, I hope everybody, you know, uh, can can get through this as quick as possible and as, as healthy as possible. And unfortunately, I know we're going to unfortunately lose people, but, uh, you know, I hope it's to a minimum. And I hope that everybody, you know, that, that has it, you know, they can get through this with flying colors because um, it's obviously it's more important than sports. But it's just going to be, you know, what, whatever's out there. I mean, it's, it's really tough, uh, you know, when you're been doing this for, 
20, 25 years and you, you know, nobody's gone through this and you just don't know. There's no finish line here, Jeff, you know, yeah. there's no, Hey, it's going to be May 1st. Everything's going to get back to normal or it's June 1st, July 1st. Nobody knows. There's talk that, you know, maybe they won't have a football season this, this year. And it's like, wow. I mean, it's only April 3rd and you're already talking that, you know, come August, September, they might not be playing football yet. You know, it's, it's, it's really kind of tough, you know, and, and we're, everybody's at the point where they just want some levity in their lives. And, you know, you can watch old, you know, replays and stuff. I know ESPN is doing a lot of old games and, you know, we're, we're trying to do stuff, you know, going back and, and showing some old packages, but it's, it's, it's not the same as, as having athletes out there and competing and, and trying their hardest and trying to, you know, win games and win championships. And, and everybody's, you know, trying to do the same thing. And, you know, you really get an, an opportunity to see, you know, kids work hard. And, and a lot of times, you know, their hard work, you see it paying off. And you really feel for these kids. And when you cover them on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis or a yearly basis, then you get to get to kind of know some kids, you know, over the course of their scholastic careers. You start, you, you, you get close to them and you follow them in the college and you see how they're doing there. And, you, you know, maybe you see them when they come home from college. And I'm, I've, I've had girls, softball girls or, or boys, baseball boys or football boys, you know, come up to me at games. Hey, oh yeah. Hey Jess, how you doing? How's things going in Scranton or how, you know, how are things going wherever you're going to college, you know? And it's, it's kind of nice to, they come back and they remember what you did for them. And it's kind of nice to see them, you know, extend their careers into the collegiate level. And even when they're out of college, you might, you know, you might run into their kids playing because you've been around for so long. And it's like, that guy used to cover me in high school. Now he's covering you in high school. And it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty unique experience and it's pretty cool. And it's, it's a good thing. It's one good thing about, you know, not being in a major market that you have this, cause they don't do this in, you know, Philadelphia, New York, you know, maybe they do something on a, a really big story yeah. or some kid that's going to get drafted, you know, by the pros. But for the most part, I mean, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're close enough to the city that we can cover professional sports, which I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but we're also, you know, in our own little territory here where we carved out a niche and we're the only TV station here. I mean, we have a couple cable stations that do stuff, but as far as broadcast is concerned, we're the only station, you know, in the Lehigh Valley that does what we do. And that's picked up with, you know, in the radius that we're picked up. We're in, I was down in Wells Fargo Center in South Philadelphia, you know, maybe five, six years ago. I'm walking around before a Flyers game and they have, they have a bar inside and I'm walking through and our anchor Rob Vaughn was on. I'm like, Holy crow, like we're in Philadelphia <laughs> here and they have channel 69 news on here at six o'clock. So, I mean, we're, we're picked up in South Jersey. I know we have a, you know, a little following, I think you know, maybe in like Northern Delaware, I think too. I mean, it's, it's a big, big area and people, people talk, people, you know, we just got an email today that they were, the woman is from Wilmington. She's from New York, I think. And she's from Wilmington. She's going from New York to Wilmington because her mother lives in Wilmington and she's older and they moved down there and she sent this really glowing, you know, email about our station and what we do, not just for sports, but for news and for sports and how much she, you know, enjoys it. And she's not, Wilmington's not anywhere close to here. So it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, people just enjoy what we do. Yeah. No matter how far, and as the saying I always have is, you know, uh, you can always take the boy out of Pennsylvania, but not Pennsylvania out of the boy. I'm that way wherever I go. And I'm just lucky to have you as a friend. And, and, and the Lehigh Valley is lucky to have you as a, uh, as it's numero uno sports guy. And that's no disrespect to anybody else on your staff there. They know how I feel. I've told them that uh, you are the best. Um, by the way, um, what I'm looking forward to, because I'm sure you're not going to interview me here at the end, but um, if you were going to ask me, you know, what I was looking 
looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to when we finally do get back to football and uh, interviewing Eric Allen, because I think from what I'm reading, he's going to have a pretty darn good year this year. And um, I I think it'll be pretty special. Okay, go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, if you can't poke fun at yourself, uh, folks, if if you're just tuning in, listen listen on the in the archives you'll you'll understand what that's all about well dave i wish you nothing but uh go ahead you got something to say there i've got time here no i'm just saying i I, hey just just look at it this way at least you know at least you didn't fall you know you know for some scrub you know i mean at least you you know you (laughs) didn't know who an all pro was you know you gotta look at it that way you gotta gotta find a silver lining yeah yeah i I hear all of that and 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 on on the flip side of that it could have been worse on that team i mean you could have maybe you didn't know who who randall cunningham was that would have really went over bad (laughs) Or Reggie White, you know, so you never know. Well, like I said, folks, just look at the story on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. You'll see Dave and his pictures and his love affair with Eric Allen, all as a result of my stupidity anyway. Uh, Dave, I wish you to stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you get a haircut. I'm going to also wish you that, because that, be that may be the toughest thing for you there, because I know you're sheltering in place except for helping mom out. So we're wishing you a, a good haircut. Well, we appreciate it, and that, that would be my Easter wish, I guess. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I can usually, you know, I can stretch it out to five weeks, but, like, after that, then it's, you know, yeah, I start getting a little little shaggy from Scooby-Doo, you know. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to have to go to Walmart and get some extra hair gel or whatever, slick it back maybe, and I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, we'll see. Everybody says I got great hair, so no bald spots yet, so I don't take after my dad. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's all I talk about. As long as I have a full head of hair, everything else can go to hell in a handbasket. Dave, thank you. Appreciate it. Stay safe, buddy. You got it, brother. Yep. Thanks, man. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And don't forget, on Wednesday, April the 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern, GameStrat will be holding a live demo on Zoom and you can get up to $200 off if you attend. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher.